G'day team, it's Tom here from Internal Comms, back again for episode five now of the Robcast. So first things first, welcome back Robert, how are you doing this week? I'm great Tom, I'm feeling really good and uh, really energised, especially after my walk around the building five times yesterday for a bit of physical well-being. I did hear that, you're doing some walking meetings, which is good. Yeah, it was great. Absolutely. And our special guest this week uh, is our Head of Replenishment, Justin Henderson, who we had, did get a number of questions uh, on stock through WorkJam, so we thought he was the perfect person to bring in this week. So Justin... We like to ask everybody who comes onto this podcast, it's obviously been a very taxing time for a number of people here at Woolworths. We just want to ask, you know, how are you doing and could maybe you explain a little bit about what your team does and how they've gone through this crisis? Yeah, certainly. Um, so from a team point of view, replenishment for food and liquor uh, looks after probably what the stores more would know as auto stocker. So from a store forecasting, then how do we bring the product into the DCs, how do we get it out of the DCs to the store? So we do that through a, a team that consists of Woolworths people, um, liquor people, and our supply partners very much a part of the team to do that. Fantastic. All right, well, we might dive into the questions. We did uh, open up the lines for the team, and we've got a bunch of questions through. So thank you to everyone who has submitted a question. Uh, the first one comes from Adam in Victoria, and he says, Hi, Justin, I hope you're well. My question is about recent job buys. How are these allocated to stores? Are they evenly distributed or is the availability by store taken into consideration? So with the, uh, with the recent allocations that have gone through, there's about, there's about 80 to 90 items that uh, specifically have been brought into the business to support core items where we believe there will be a risk over the coming weeks and months. Uh, the way the allocations are done, it's very much based on um, store sales and the potential to sell those products through. We do look at the availability, the core product, the normal product that's in the store, but we don't necessarily only take that into consideration. So stores will sit heavy on some of these allocations as we expect to the standard lines to start to get harder and harder to get from a, a vendor. Thank you. Uh, the next one uh, is from Luke in Bentley, and I think this one might be yours, Robert, but it says, hey, Rob, is there any update on the new availability routine for fruit and veg? COVID had put it on hold for our store because of panic buying started the week our training was booked. Might be a bit of a broader question on where some of those change projects are at. Yes, yeah, great, great question. Um, we did go on hold because of COVID-19. Um, we are about to start rolling it out again because the benefits, and um, you know, Justin was part of the team that had a look at it, the benefits from, from availability point of view are great. So Danny and the Central First Doors team are looking at starting to roll that again before the end of the financial year. Uh, we're also looking at uh, availability routines in general. Uh, what's the right way and the simplest way for us to do it? So more to come in that space, but definitely fruit and veg you'll see soon. Brilliant, thank you. Uh, the next one says, could you advise where you see certain ca categories like personal wash, flour, sugar and household cleaning in the, next, in the near future, sort of one, three, six months? From a stock point of view? From a stock point okay. of view. Okay. Uh, for if we, if we look at flour to start off with, flour from a 1.2, a 1 and 2 kilo for plain and self-raising, we're expecting to see really good supply come through the network over the coming weeks. So by mid-May to sort of end of May, we'd expect those to be back to normality, even though we're selling twice as much now Fantastic. than what we were. Yep. Um, from a rice point of view, rice is in much better shape. Uh, we'd expect to see that over the coming weeks, two to four weeks, to get back to a much healthier range. Longer term, there will be a, a bit of an impact, probably around three to six months, as a lot of crops around the world aren't growing the way we'd expect them to be growing. And that would also lead into canned veg and things like that. Short term, the next eight weeks, we'll have some reasonable supply where the team, probably late December, the first week of January when COVID started getting um, a bit of airplay, our, our replenishment team that look after the overseas purchasing 
went and bought up months worth of stock. That's now hitting us. So we'd have good supply. It will be around the crops that are available over the last number of weeks moving sure. into the horizon. So uh, sanitizer is probably the one. Personal wash is also going to be much better by sort of end of May into June. Hand sanitizer, though, although we've got an enormous amount of job buys coming in, the normal standard lines, we're probably looking at around July before that's back to what we consider normal. Great. All right. Thank you, Justin. Uh, the next one says, Hi, Justin and Rob. When will stores be able to change MPLs and capacity? I know we've started reversing some lines already, but we still have lines in grocery that are overs and we cannot change. I'll jump in, Rob, if you like. There's 30 subcats that still have the MPL uh, lock on them. Those we will work with Rob and the team around. We'll hold those at the moment whilst they're critical categories within the stores. What we do um, certainly want for the stores to do, if there are issues or there's errors within that, A, send the AQM form, the team will adjust as according. Um, but more importantly, if they can send that same information back to the space range team to get the base planogram fixed, that way if there's any issues moving down the track, it's not referencing an old um, planogram that has an inflated shelf and capacity. Sure. Right. I think, Tom, the one thing I'd add to that is that, and knowing what we're adjusting for years, is that is that our team constantly want to play with MPLs and capacities, thinking that's going to help them with an overstock problem. Often what happens when we do the investigation into a problem, you find that that playing around has, has actually triggered the overstock in the first place. So I, I'd be really mindful of the fact that we, what we want is the MPL to be correct so um, and the capacity to be correct, not a case of trying to use that to try and move overstocks because actually you're not helping the problem, you're probably making it worse yep. for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we have reduced or removed the block on a large number of subcategories. We're, we're down to the 30 most critical subcats. And to Rob's point, we don't want people inadvertently going in thinking they're doing the right thing or just checking, um, I'll say fat fingers, where there's an extra digit into something that means the shelf capacity MPL is now into the thousands. Sure. Um, yeah. Great, thank you. Uh, the next one says, Hi, Robert and Justin. With multiple job buys in rice, pasta, hand sanitizer, etc., where do stores sell these lines when, as an example of normal pasta lines are starting to return, can we have reduced prices to sell? My understanding is, and this is where it can sometimes be store specific, that the job buys were put in have actually sold through pretty well. So where we've got them and a heavy overstock, I think it goes to Justin's point. I'd be contacting the category team using it through the usual channels to, to make a point and saying, can I get some help to clear this product through? Um, we certainly wouldn't be, it's not come up in the weekly trading reports, I've not seen it. So No, I don't know, unless it's been where stores have got the first lot of the La Molisana pasta coming through that's now cut into the planogram, it will be a standard line moving forward. Mm -hmm. It would have appeared probably to start off with as a job buy. Um, but I know a number of the big lines coming in, all the alternate supplies, will very much become standard lines for the coming period. So I, I'd check to see if there's a recent planogram or a planogram sitting there waiting to be done. Yeah, sure. Great. Okay. Uh, the last one I've got is, we've been experiencing a large increase in multiple OMs for certain SKUs coming in that are simply not required stock post-COVID panic buying. Has the panic buying corrupted auto stocker through groceries and to what extent? And is there anything replenishment can do with the current capabilities to remove sales history and revert forecasting to pre-COVID forecasts across certain lines and categories? Awesome question. Yeah, um, definitely one for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'd love to listen to Rob get through this one. <laughs> I better say Rob, but he's, Mrs. Moffat tells me off every time I say Rob. So from a, from a replenishment or from an auto stocker system, the team are doing an enormous amount to remove 
the inflated numbers from the historical feeds. Stores will still see when they go in to look in screens moving forward. There was also a couple of weeks where we removed a large number of promotions. So in that sense, they won't see those in the promotional screens. However, the baselines are very much overstated in some areas. So what we've done is the team have gone in to remove from the replenishment system back a house those numbers. We've also reduced the number of weeks that we're looking at on a rotating basis. So we really are interested most in the last week and a half to two weeks of sales rather than historically the last sort of six to ten weeks. Um, and then also on a day-to-day basis, the forecasting team are going in just to see how things are shifting. The way the stores trade across the week has definitely changed. And on top of that, in the last month, we've probably had three or four public holidays that have also made the weeks a little bit different to normal as well. So, But brilliant question, yes, the teams are removing the peaks out of the historical information. In the store screens, though, some of them will still be seen, but it won't be part of what is being used from an auto stocker perspective, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think, Dad, I, I, I've seen a lot of these questions on what Jam Tom, I think, I think uh, we all need to realise as well that our e-com business is growing at exponential rates. So home delivery, pickup, crowd delivery, all growing fast. And Justin and his team have got to try and keep pace with that, which... Um, isn't always going to be 100% right with the best one in the world. And I don't think any forecasting system can cope with some of the peaks and troughs we're seeing at the moment. What we've got to do is make sure that we um, escalate them. I think, to Justin's point, we're using the AQMs. The other thing that's going to happen in the next few weeks, and uh, um, I'm not predicting the future, but as shopping centres and speciality retailers start to reopen, which will inevitably happen, Trade that's currently sitting in our uh, standalone sites and in our, uh, you know, what I'd call local stores, is going to move back to those major shopping centres. So we're going to see this other swing, which I know Justin and I exchanged a couple of emails on last week, which says those stores will suddenly be overstocked um, if we're not careful, and the the opposite will happen in the in the major shopping centre stores. So we just we're trying to move, and the the replenishment team are doing a fantastic job of trying to stay ahead of that, and some of it is trying to predict the future so and we're because of just where we're at at the moment and I think overall I think that the team have done a fantastic job and I, and, and I don't think there's any system in the world could do do any better than what we've got and that's the reality and I think for every bit of pain there's another store getting a bit of relief and I think we've just got to work together to get through these coming months and I think we will definitely see a stabilisation but it's not over yet it's going to take another couple of months I think yeah. to settle down yeah. and, and, and the best to that from a system point of view, yes, we can see where things are going up and down. The best feedback we ever get and have ever got has generally been straight back from the store around yeah. what they're seeing because sometimes data can take a day or two to lag through before you can really see the insights. The feedback from the stores is critical. Um, and to build on what um, Robert was saying, the shopping centre stores, if you like, the loads that go in from Thursday tonight, Friday night, are in prep for what we expect to be, mm-hmm. hopefully, a really strong Saturday and Sunday. Um, and then the other thing we've got to keep a, a, an eye on, which we've seen some really good early reads out of South Australia this week, is where the kids are back physically to school. So if we look at Monday, mm. South Australia back to school on Monday, but 59% of the students were physically in schools. And on Sunday we saw some of those traditional back-to-school subcategories start to really fire uh, which is fantastic information because we then look for the other states as the kids start to go back to schools, we'll then try and stay ahead of those curves as well. So stores will start to see some overstocks coming through, but it'll be where we're expecting to see greater sales in the, in the day or two ahead. 
Well, I think, Tom, I'd just add one other thing. I was talking to Peter Mack yesterday, who was on our podcast last week. That we're now into the, the, the phase of winter selling. So, you know, COVID-19, all our focus has been on dealing with COVID-19, rightly so. We're now in that new normal that Brad talks about. Well, that part of that new normal is winter selling. You know, I was talking to Andrew Hall yesterday. It's going to be bitterly cold in, in Victoria this week. It's it's not exactly warm here in New South Wales. And as the state's going to winter, uh, we need to make sure we're really capitalising on winter selling oats, soup, stock, etc. So if we haven't got those displays built, I'd, I'd, I'm sure the stock's in the stores. Yep, yep. Let's get it out there. Let's get let's get winter selling really active. Customers are looking for it, and particularly where people are having to stay at home. I don't think I think winter cooking will be even bigger this year than it's been in previous years. Yeah, absolutely. And and if you look at the cooking category spices, we've got really, really good stock like coming to the DCs over the coming weeks. So we can certainly support stores with customers that are getting after cooking. Well, that wraps up the question. So thank you to everyone who did submit one and a big thank you to Justin for being here with us as always. And Robert, uh, we'll see you next week. All right, thanks. thanks, team. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers.